Hello, and welcome to episode 138 of Complete with DLC, the only show that is now an independent studio. I'm one of your hosts, Brad Knight, and across from me is the hitman himself, Jacob Griffin. Jacob, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. I'm bald now. I have a barcode on the back of my neck. This is all true. This is all true. And now you are rightfully owned. Exactly. Rightfully owned by the right people, I guess. I don't yes. know. <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, I, yeah. I, I, hope, I hope all good things happen, but more on that later. Jacob, what have you been up to? Uh, you know what? Like a like a lot of stuff. The thing is, we haven't had an actual show since uh, last week, last Friday, I want to say. Um, and like you know, we we've been you know dealing with E3 stuff. We've been recording shows there. Um, not at E3. I realize as I said that people probably thought we were there. There. No, we weren't. No, God, no. Um, I wish, but no. Ugh. I, the lines, Jacob, the lines. I mean, the thing is, is like, I would never go as a consumer is the thing, right? Because just everything I've heard was, it was a real shit show. Yeah, five hours in the line for a 10 minute demo? No, thank yeah, you. exactly. And like a lot of the stuff was like behind closed doors theater demos where like they'd kind of just show you, hey, here's the same Spider-Man demo you saw on stage, but we took a different path on this one. Yeah. And we did something different. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, that stuff's cool and all that, but it's, like, not worth waiting in line for five hours. I, I'd, I'd go only if we were, like, press to where we can, like, set up appointments and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, so we've been busy with that. I've been watching a lot more House of Cards and, you know, playing some some video games. Mm, nice. Moment. What you been playing? Uh, I finally got around to playing Emily as a way, too. Oh, there we go. Yeah, um, your favorite games of last year. You talked about that very highly. Yeah, uh, so I, this has been a while since I played this. Uh, I played it like last Saturday, but we've had a while since we um, did like an actual show. Um, and this game, the first time I played through it, broke me emotionally, Brad. I can imagine. I was about to like break down into tears, like I was so upset at the ending that I got. So now there's multiple endings, which was like my number one problem with the first game. Mm-hmm. Is that no matter like what I did. The game always ended the same way. Emily was mad at me because we banged, and she thought that maybe I, like, manipulated her into that. Uh, but now we got a new Emily, Brad. Ooh, different Emily? No continuity? Yeah, yeah this is an alternate universe Emily's away. Um, so, uh, so, so in the first Emily's away, we were in Earth-616. Now we're in, like, I don't know, the ultimate universe. Okay, okay. Is, is it Emily as a way 2, as in, like, the number 2, or 2 as in, like, T-O-O? It's T-O-O. Oh, see, there you go. This is, this Emily is also a way. Exactly. Oh, which see? There we go. Would would be a good alternate title. So the tagline is New Emily, New Choices, and that definitely is here. So now they've upped the game in that there's two girls you talk to, Brad. Oh, there's Emily and Evelyn. Now, I know, two very similar names. How does your character not make that mistake at least a couple times? I'll never know. Because <laughs> I would totally make that mistake if I was talking to two different girls on AIM that had very similar names. Like, one one day, Emily would be mad at me, and I'd be like, Evelyn, calm down. She's like, who's Evelyn? Oh, be, God. This, you know, hearing that makes me wish that was part of the game. That's really funny. <laughs> it would be, it'd be really good. Um, the thing is, you can't control what he types. You can pick his choices and everything, but you can't control what he types out. Yeah. Also, too, this one, I don't know if this is in the first one. I, if it was, I'm mad that I didn't figure it out. But in the last one, you kind of, when you picked your choice, you had to at least, like, mash on the keyboard until it finished typing out what you were going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do that in this one, too, if you want. But you can also, in the settings, pick a choice where it just types it out for you. Okay. And it's great. Anyway, 
back on track to the story though. Um, so you're in like your last year of high school. Um, it, it sort of takes place over one year. Uh, it starts off in the summer before your senior year and then sort of goes through your senior year. And, um, you know, it's just about dealing with the problems of like, you know, Emily's got like a real a-hole boyfriend. This other girl has got her own set of issues. You're trying to maybe get with both of them. Like, who knows? Um, it, and it, it's very much like a telltale game in the fact that I, I the... Um, the metaphor I've always used is that a telltale game is like a coloring book. We're all going to get to the same conclusion, but uh, how we get there is uh, different. So, yeah, like the how colors we use. Exactly, the colors we use are different. And uh, not to say that you get to the same conclusion because there are multiple endings, but it, it, it'll still hit the same story beats every time you play through the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just like, it's, it's really good. The story is really good. I, I like that some choices you make definitely impact the story in ways that you wouldn't think like i lied to both girls my first playthrough like i, I told them what they wanted to hear basically um on both sides and so then eventually once once they like the two of them became friends in real life out of, outside of the game chat it started problems for me with both of them you they <laughs> realized you lied to them exactly and and you know that that happened and then you know different playthroughs uh different sort of things happened even then there was still a weird like dark undercurrent of like something's gonna go wrong here and that's i think the most powerful thing of emily's away is that it feels way too real Mm -hmm. Uh, especially the fact of like you you type in your name you say like what you want your aim username to be and what you want your you know you type in your first name so that way in the chat they can be like oh jacob or something like that um and that makes it feel way too real too (laughs) Uh, it's also way more ambitious in the fact of, like, he built a fake web browser for this one. So, like, you'll be talking to them, and they'll tell you about their music choice, and they're like, here's what I'm listening to. Check it out. And you click on it, and it takes you to a fake YouTube where it plays a real YouTube video of the actual song. Um, and then it's really cool. You can give, like, your actual opinion on things. It's it, it it's a, it's a, and there's, like, a fake Facebook and everything. It's a way realer feeling uh, sequel and I'd be interested to see what he does with an Emily is away three if it ever happens. As it is, this may go in my top five favorite games of the year. Wow, that's high praise. I I I loved it. It's it's the it's the indie that always somehow cracks into my top five every year. Last year it was Firewatch. This year it's probably going to be this. Uh, where it ranks on the list, we'll see. By the end of the year, we still got a pretty stacked year of games and some stuff from earlier in the year. I have to go back and play. Yeah. But I, I just I loved it so much. I, I thought that its story and everything, um, and just the it's weird to say atmosphere, but like y- you get what I mean. Where it's like it feels like AIM chats really did back in the day, where they felt way more important than they actually were. Um, it also does cool weird things with like your actual desktop of like a girl will send you a chat log, and then you download the chat log like you would back in the real days of AIM. Yeah, you look at it there. It. It's 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 really cool. I I really genuinely think that um if you if you were interested in the first Emily's away in any way, or if you um if you're just hearing about this now, uh, you know go check it out on Steam. It's five bucks. It's uh it's fantastic though. And there's there's still uh, apparently there's like a bunch of different endings. I've only done two of them. I want to go back and see the other ones. Um, but yeah, like it's 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 uh it's really something. I mean, it, it sounds cool. Like, it's it's the first game that we can be nostalgic for, as odd as that sounds. 
Yeah. Because we were sort of like the AIM generation. We When we grew up, we were already accustomed to the internet. And AIM was kind of our thing because we were like, what, 12, 13? Maybe a little older? In, I think I was in middle school when AIM was really big because I remember talking to... I remember having a sidekick and flipping that thing open. Yep. And then it had the AIM app built into it. And it was it was great. It's um, uh, I, I think that's really cool that for once... We being, you know, 20 somethings get something to be nostalgic for. It's not every day that happens. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And um, I mean, I, I know how it how it goes. So I, I'd, I'd maybe like to I'd maybe like to sit you down with it and let you steer the ship and see what you what you do. That'd be an interesting experience. Yeah, it'd be an interesting uh, maybe video to do. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I'm I, I really I really dug it. I'm, I'm really happy with the way it turned out and I, I really want there to be an Emily's Away 3 just cause number one I, I want to know what happens with this Emily oh so you I'd want love, a direct sequel this time I'd love a direct sequel this time I don't think it's gonna happen so I mean but it, it, you know I'd, I'd even just love a more even more ambitious alternate universe Emily that I can uh, you know check out and go through And so what's his next jump is it MySpace or Facebook that's the thing. Uh, we, we were talking about this, and I think, like, if, if you did a direct sequel to this, you maybe set it all on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, you know, you can do the IMs and stuff like that through it, and it, it would be the next thing to jump to. Although I'd love a MySpace one, where you can, like, pick your top five and all that stuff, right? Like, really, uh, uh, like, really, like, lame sort of, uh, what, what were those called? Like slogans or something like that? Yeah. Where at the top of your page, you'd be like, I'm dying inside or something like that. <laughs> of course. Uh, it'd be, uh, it'd be really cool. I'd, I'd, I'd actually really love that a lot. So, but I, I you know what? I kind of want him to stick with the aim thing, honestly. It, um, it's a really cool aesthetic and I think it's weird that he, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe AOL just doesn't care anymore. But I think it's really weird that uh, he could just use the sound effects from AIM and everything. Oh, and is it the fine. real sound effects? Yeah, it's the real sound effects and everything. So it's got the open door when people come online. Oh, that's really cool. And uh, it's got the ba-doong when you get the messages and stuff. It's it's uh, it's really cool, yeah. Ah, in the, wow. In the first one, because it opened up like a regular game. So this one just opens up like a chat window on your desktop. So your real desktop is still behind it. Mm-hmm. In the last one, it even had like Windows sound effects. It's like when Windows would start up and turn off. Huh. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I'd I'd say check out the first one too because the first one's free. So if you want to check it who's out, who's the developer for this? Kyle Seely, I want to say Sweeney, maybe. This guy's got he's he's creative. I like him. Yeah, he's really creative. He's he's figured out a really cool uh, way to do like an adventure game. Basically. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Brad, what have you been playing? I'm sorry, I took up so much time. <laughs> no, nah, it's fine. It's 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 usually you know it's it's rare that you go on for as long as you do with a game you like. Yeah. Um, so I did play Marvel's Capcom, like I said I would. Oh, I can talk about this too. Yeah. A little bit. So I played the Infinite demo. Um, and in terms of gameplay feel, it feels exactly like Marvel's Capcom 3. Which isn't a bad thing. No, not at all. It plays fine. I like the way it plays. It's, it's nice. Um, the demo itself was a little, you know, underwhelming. It wasn't anything fantastic. It didn't make me want to buy the game. My biggest gripe with it is the models. Yeah, they look they look real bad. Like, Chun-Li, her eyes are too close together. <laughs> Chun-Li is, like, a small offender, in my opinion. She at least looks, like, human. Her hair's the wrong color, her eyebrows aren't quite right, and like you said, her eyes are a little too close together. But she at least looks like a human being. She doesn't really look like Chun-Li, but she is at least 
in you know anatomy sense is correct. Right. Captain America, on the other hand, what happened to him? I've the man see, has I, no I, neck. I didn't even think Captain America looked that bad in, in the moment. He looks yeah. like a, a roided out like I don't know what happened to him. He's all like jockeyed up, and his chest is out like six inches too far, and I, I don't know. He he looks weird. I, I he mean, doesn't look good, like at all. No, my my weird thing with the with the thing is just like the story, kind of doesn't make any sense right now. I mean, I don't know. It might make more. I wonder if that's the opening. Do you think that's the opening of the game? Uh, I don't think it's the actual opening, but I think it's very close. Because it feels like it just drops you in there. It doesn't explain anything. Also, too, like, I want to know, like, why the Marvel and Capcom guys are just, like, friends. You know what I mean? Like, like why they're just, like, so uh, casual to just be like, yo, Chris Redfield, come over here. Help me out. Well, you know uh, aren't I mean? all the Marvel vs. Capcom games in the same continuity? Like, they're all canon and have happened, so they already know each other. I mean, yeah, I guess. The, I, I guess the weird thing with that is just, like, there, there's never been really, like, a cinematic story mode for these games. Mm-hmm. It's always been, like, something like an arcade, like, ladder thing where it's, like, you fight your way up to whatever the quote-unquote final boss is. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the fact that now there's, like, a cinematic story mode with cutscenes and stuff like that, it just feels really awkward when, when you, you know, Rocket Raccoon's like, Dante, let me use your guns. And just like, okay, we're we're buds, I guess. Me, you, me, me, and this talking raccoon. Here's my guns. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I, I think the story mode. Well, it is good that it has one because I think it's something every fighting game should at least try to do. Yeah, um, it brings in non-fighting game people like me and you. Exactly. Uh, it it doesn't. It brings about new problems in that. Why is Redfield even there? Like, what yeah. does he bring to the table? His power is having a gun. <laughs> Exactly. Thor um, shoots lightning. Captain America has a like a physics-defying shield, and this guy has a pistol. Like <laughs> another great question, and this has to do more with just like why is he included on the roster more than why is he here? Is why is the Bionic Commando from the Bionic Commando like <laughs> reboot here, with his freaking wife as his arm, his dreadlocks? Like he's and no, I mean. I could maybe look past if he was voiced by Mike Patton again from Faith No More, because that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just to hear Because he was him in Marvel's Capcom, and he was him in the real game, and it, w- it would have been great if, if he was back, but he's not. He, they got some weird generic voice actor for it. But, like, yeah, it's just, like... It's so weird that he's on the roster of all people, you know what I mean? Like, I'd rather have Frank West there, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's really weird to me, and, I mean, what sucks most about it is the licensing issues that stop them from having... Any of the X Men guys, which would have been a lot, you know, a lot cooler. I totally don't think it's licensing. I think it's just like a thing of like these are the characters they really want to push, because they're their movie characters. Uh, yeah. You know, because I mean, it, it is a lot of people of just like MCU based people, like Rocket Raccoon, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, voiced by who I think it was Liam O'Brien, because which sounded really weird coming from Doctor Strange. <laughs> Yeah, it did. And then, like, a lot of them, too, are trying to do uh, impressions of the movie people. Because, like, uh, Iron Man sounds very um, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, especially compared to, like, the last... Like, Marvel's Capcom 3, he just straight up sounded like a robot. Um, where in this one, like, they, they did, like, mix, like, the voice and, like, the robotic kind of vocal thing. Mm-hmm. More in, in tune with that. The dude voicing Rocket Raccoon is doing an awful Bradley Cooper impression. It wasn't great. No, it, it's... It, I mean, 
here's the thing, right? As someone who's not a fighting game guy, but likes Marvel, and, you know, I can appreciate the Marvel vs. Capcom games. I like watching them more than I like playing them, just because, like, when you get, like, a high-level player, there's some flashy stuff going on in that game. Yeah. Um, so, when I was looking at this and uh, playing it and stuff like that, I was like, this story mode's cool, it's kind of nonsense. And, and then it made me think, like, when we saw, like, how small the roster was when it leaked... Why aren't the rest of the Guardians in this game? Like, we got Rocket, and apparently Gamora shows up eventually, um, because she was in the trailer. But, like, like, Groot is, like, a special call-in character for Rocket. Like, he can do moves where he calls in Groot to fight with him. Yeah. Why isn't Groot a character? Great question. Um, I don't know. And, I mean, I think the same can be said for, like, a lot of the characters that they, they have rights to that aren't in it. Um, I honestly, I, I don't see a reason why you'd buy this game over the multitude of fighting games that have come out over the last couple months. Or even just like if you're a Marvel Capcom guy, why you'd buy this over the like port of Ultimate Marvel 3, right. which is on PS4 already. I think the thing is, is just kind of like, number one, it's newer, so they've probably fixed up some stuff that we don't know because it's, it's been forever since I played Ultimate Marvel's Capcom 3. And also, like, I, I don't really know it at a high level. Um, so maybe if we talk to a more high-level high uh, fighting game guy, he'd know the differences. Right. Maybe there's some the technical game. stuff that they messed around with that's better. And so I'll talk to my brother, see what he says. He's the fighting yeah. game guy. Um, and you, the story about the... My, my impression, especially just based on the title of Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is I, I think maybe they're doing this more as a platform in the same sort of sense that they did um, Street Fighter V, in that they'll keep adding characters to it and there won't be like an Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom Infinite or a Super Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Like, it'll it'll just be they keep adding characters and it becomes more like a platform for uh, Marvel versus Capcom, which I'm sure to... Uh, a player like that, a Marvel vs. Capcom that goes on forever and he doesn't have to buy a new version of it is really um, appealing. Well, sure. if I know Capcom, that's not the way this is going to go. I mean, that's the way that's the way they went with Street Fighter V is the thing, so I, I guess we'd have to see how they did with that. Like, I know a lot of people were down on it when it came out because it just wasn't very feature complete, but now that it's, it's more uh, up to snuff with at least the way 4 ended, I'm curious... Uh, if people are more in tune with that, like if they like that sort of thing of it being a platform rather than it being a, uh, you know, just like a game that you keep buying multiple versions of. Right, and I mean, it, it would suck if that, you know, the only way to expand the roster is by having to continually buy different DLC, because that's not great. I mean, every fighting game does it to varying degrees of success and, or failure, but I just, like, I don't like that business model. I never have. In, in Street Fighter V, they, you can completely play that game just by the uh, earning in-game currency. You can completely buy all the new characters and everything just by winning, I think, like, fight money or something like that. But how, like, realistic is it? Like, do you have, like, is that I, I a think, feasible thing to do? I think you get a decent amount for each match. I, I, I'm sure you get more if you win and stuff like that, but I think... I think you get enough to where at least it seems like a feasible thing rather than just a... I mean, I'm sure I'm sure it'll obviously be easier if someone was just like, I'm going to throw 50 bucks into this and just get everything. Um, the fact they're doing a season pass makes you think... I mean, they did a season pass though for Street Fighter V, so who knows. Mm. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see going forward. Yeah, I mean, overall, my, my feeling is I'm not interested. 
Yeah, like, I mean, I wasn't... I'm not the audience for it anyway. Yeah, and I, well, I mean, if any game was going to grab me, this had the opportunity, right? Because I, I like Marvel. I, I tolerate Capcom. I don't yeah. I don't like any of its characters really. None of none of the characters from Capcom side really make me want to play the game. It's most... You don't like you don't like Devil May Cry? Not really, no. I've never That's weird given that you like Ninja Gaiden cuz it feels like those two games are very similar. They're very similar. Just I I've never really played Devil May Cry. No. Yeah. So I mean, maybe check it out. Maybe you'd like it. I I liked it back in the day. Maybe. I mean, I'll have, maybe I'll have to give it a peek, but like they they had an opportunity and they kind of missed it. I'm just like I'm not interested. If I if I want to play a fighting game, there's a dozen of them out right now. And for, like, fan service fighting games, well, I got Dragon Ball coming. So, like, this one just missed on every and mark. And even if, like, you want to stay in the comic book realm, like, Injustice is out right now. Right. And from all intents and purposes, Injustice is a really good sequel. And this is the kind of thing of, like, I, I knew I was never going to be, like, the audience for it. Like, this is the kind of thing, like, if um, if it gets on, like, a really steep sale, I'll maybe check it out for, this, for the ridiculous story mode. Um as it is now like I, I mean i knew i wasn't gonna buy it at launch and it just kind of reaffirmed my feelings of that yeah basically and that's kind of the only big uh like actual game i played but for not really a game kind of a game um i've been playing a mobile game oh uh, my god someone sound the alarm this isn't the real brad well it's a it's a nintendo mobile game so don't 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 jump on the alarm yet it's that you, uh that magic card finally... game oh how is it um, it's, it's okay, um, but really it's not all that involved. Um, so the idea of, if those of you haven't played, it's called Magikarp Jump, and the idea is that you raise Magikarp with the intent of having them jump in competitions, and the higher you Alright, so, I, I just want to say before you keep going, please. that's a terrible title, because it made me think it was going to be like a Magikarp Flappy Bird ripoff. <laughs> It's Which not. it's not at all. It's, it's like Nintendogs with a Magikarp. Uh, kind of, yeah. So the idea is you go out, you fish up a Magikarp, um, you talk to an old man who like is like mayor of the village or something, I don't know, or he's the Pokemon professor, I don't know what he is. He's like, oh, we all love Magikarp here. He doesn't actually have a voice, that's just what I imagine him sounding like. Um, and so you get a Magikarp, you name it if you want to, you throw it in your pond, and food appears in the pond in the form of berries. You click on the, the berries, your Magikarp eats them, and his jump power, or JP, increases. You can also oh train him. God, it's a clicker. Uh, not really, no. Because the food doesn't only spawns periodically. Like, it's not always oh. there. Um, and you can train him. You can train him three times is your maximum number of training points. And you get one training point every half hour. And the idea is that you train him up, you increase his level... And then you go into the jumping league and you have them compete. And as it goes for a free-to-play game, it's actually pretty good. Like, there, I have been playing for a couple days now. I've beaten three of the eight leagues. Um, and really, I've not had any compulsion to want to spend any money. Like, I don't see a reason you'd ever need to spend money on this game. So, uh, the, the question I'm going to ask is, is it Microtransaction City? Because as you were describing it, I heard a lot of things in there that sounded like... That's very easily microtransactionable, like berries or training points. Or... Uh, well, there are a lot of microtransactions, but they do it, and I think one of the best ways I've ever seen done in that there's obviously two currencies, which is standard. There's coins, which you get from beating trainers in the league and right. from a bunch of random events that happen throughout the game. Uh, at the end of training, at the end of a, a league battle, you have a chance of having a random event happen, and there's like two dozen of these things that all do different things. Um... 
and there are gems, which is the premium currency that you can buy, or you can earn them through uh, achievements in the game. Uh, random events will also give you gems and things like that. And so you can use coins to buy and upgrade your different kinds of food and different types of training. Gems you can use to uh, buy items, which you can use to replenish training points or replenish um, your league attempts if you fail. Because you get one league attempt every hour and a half. Mm. Um, which lines up because it takes you an hour and a half to get all three training points back. So you train up three times, you challenge the league until you lose, and then you wait an hour and a half and do it again. Um, and you can buy, like, decorations for your pond, which all have special powers and things like that. But none of that is necessary because you can earn a lot of it just by playing the game. Like, I've earned two or three decorations and some support Pokemon, like a Pikachu and a Piplup, that kind of just hang around my pond and do right. special things. Um, other than that, like, I don't see a reason you'd ever need to do microtransactions, mostly because of those random events. Like, they happen right. pretty frequently, and they give you a good amount of gold, they give you a good amount of gems if you want to, and you get training points and all sorts of things. My only complaint with it is that I wish it was more involved. Right. Because as it stands right now, um, when you train your Pokemon, you go to a, you go to a training menu or a training window, a wheel spins... To decide randomly which training regimen your your Magikarp's gonna do that day, and it's like, oh, today you're, he's gonna do the Sandbag Slam, and then it goes to another window with your trainer standing behind your Magikarp, pointing at the Sandbag, and he's like telling him to tackle the Sandbag. You click OK a couple times, and you do it faster, and your Magikarp go goes faster. But as far as I can tell, you have no impact on how that training goes. It's just kind of random the stats you're going to get right. at the end of it. You can have a good effort, a great effort, or an amazing effort. And depending on which one you get, how, that depends how many experience points or jumping points you get from the training. Amazing being the best, great, good being the worst. But there's, as far as I can tell, nothing you can do to influence which one of the three you get. Right. Which sucks, because that means there's no real way to get better at the game, other than learning like which random events are good to do, which ones are not. Because not all random events are good. Right. I had a one. I spent all day training a Magikarp to go to the league, and he got eaten by a damn Pidgeotto. Nice. Yeah, like there's a berry in a tree, and it's like, oh, do you want to jump for the berry? If your Magikarp tries really hard, he can probably make it. And I clicked, okay, sure, yeah, let's do it. And it's like, are you sure? You know, he just got done training. He might be kind of tired. I'm like, yeah, whatever. He's fine. He can do it. He jumps up. A Pidgeotto comes down, takes him, runs away. You know what I love is like uh, you you really turn into like those people who train their dogs for like pageants and stuff. You're like he's fine, he can do it. Yep, I was so confident because I'd never had a a random event like turn against me before. The game warned me that like sometimes they're bad, but I'm like ah, it's just overreacting. Right. And when it flew away with it, I'm like, so is that it? Like is that Magikarp done? Do I not? And yeah, it was done. There's like when you retire a Magikarp, you get him to his max level and you do one final league attempt with him. And when he loses, it's like, all right, this is as far as this Magikarp can go. He did a great job, but now it's time for retirement. And when they go in retirement, they swim in the background of your pond, so you can kind of see them. Right. Um, but it went to the retirement screen for it, but it's just your trainer walking sad by himself. Because <laughs> his Magikarp got eaten, and I'm like, oh no! The best would be if it plays like the... Did you ever see the 70s Incredible Hulk show? No, I did not. Uh, well, there's a, there's a great bit at the end of every episode where Bruce Banner is like walking away and it plays the sad music. It's like, dun 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 dun. I've seen the Family dun, Guy parody dun, of that. If it exactly, makes... yeah. <laughs> so imagine that just playing as your your trainer walks back. It was so sad. And I was kind of annoyed because like I've spent all day doing that 
freaking Magikarp, and then he got eaten, but it's, it's fun, it's like, it's not, it's what I want in a mobile game, right? Like, it's not a full-fledged game that I need to devote any attention to. I pick it up every hour and a half, I do the things I gotta do, and then I put it down again. Like, that's all I really want. Right. And it's enjoyable. I, I would recommend it for anybody who just wants to kill, kill, like, 15, 20 minutes at a time every half hour or so. You getting in on that Garfield Go? Uh, no, but I saw you tweet about that. Yeah, it's, uh, so I, I, I found out about it, right, through, I want to say it was like a Verge article or something like that, and I was like, this, there's no way this can be real, just the way it's being described, I was like, this has got to be a joke, um, downloaded it, it's real, it's a real thing, oh, so it, it, it is. it's just Pokemon Go, except instead of collecting Pokemon, you collect coins, and you can go to like, basically the Pokemon Stop equivalent, but it's a lasagna shop. And uh, when you collect coins, instead of uh, instead of you know throwing a Pokeball at Pokemon, you uh, you throw lasagna into Garfield's bowl. <laughs> but the um, the the throwing, like the the arcing of your shots and everything, doesn't feel as good as the Pokeball does, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I swear, like on the first one that it makes you do for a tutorial, it uh, took me about a good fifty tries to get it in the bowl. And apparently you only get three shots to throw it in during the regular game. Oh. Which is like, so basically you can just lose out on coins willy-nilly. Um, but you need those coins if, if you want to unlock Amazon gift cards. Ah, oh, I see. You got to earn the money. Yeah, you got you to gotta earn the money so that way you can transfer that into prizes. And those prizes could be something as simple as, hey, here's a, here's a Garfield comic strip. Or here's a $100 Starbucks gift card. It sounds like a really bad arcade. And you know what? In a way, it totally is. And it's still on my phone for some reason. I haven't deleted it yet. Just because, like, I the closest coins to me are, for some reason, it does the same thing that Pokemon Go does, where, for some reason, cemeteries are where things are. Mm-hmm. So uh, the cemetery down the street from us has coins at it, and I kind of want to go down and try it uh, just, to, just to see, like... What's going on in this game? Yeah, you know it's for I mean? research purposes. Yeah, and the... You know how there's, like, where the old people live that right next to me? Mm-hmm. There's, like, an old people community? That's a lasagna shop, so... I want to try to go down there and... That's definitely fitting. Yeah, I want to go down there and see if I can get some lasagna. Mm. We've, uh, we play more mobile games than we usually do, Jacob. I'm proud of us. I mean, I play mobile games all the time. It's just the thing of, like, most of the time it's when I'm on the toilet. Yeah. So it's not any... I don't put any real game time into it. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, Magikarp Jump. I recommend you guys checking it out. It's stupid. It's fun. Um, it's really a game it's, in the loosest of senses, but it's still, it's enjoyable. It's stupid. It's fun. It's stupid fun. Yeah, basically. And you get to raise a Magikarp, probably one of the most endearing Pokemon of the first generation. So two questions before we move on to news. Please do. Um, number one, how long do you think until we get Dogs on mobile? Oh. Six months to a year. Six months to a year. I I like those odds. Um, Number two, how long till we get a full-fledged Pokemon game on mobile? Oh, probably never. Honestly. See, I I could totally see him doing it, because you know what? In a way, that that works as a mobile game. Think of it like Pocket Mortys. Well, yeah, but they've already said they're not interested in doing full games on mobile. I mean, I, I see, that's the thing is, like, I don't mean full game in the sense of, like, you know, I'm not thinking we're getting, like, sun or moon on this thing you're not going to like you're not going to the gyms and getting badges 
Yeah, I will. Maybe you will be doing that, but I think it'll be like a dumbed down version of that. I mean, how do you, you know dumb I mean? down Pokemon? It's already pretty dumb. <laughs> right, but I, I you know, th- think of it in the way of like Fire Emblem on mobile. It's pretty much a Fire Emblem game. It's just dumbed down for mobile. I guess. Um, I, I don't know. I, I would, I would struggle to find a way for it to be engaging in a way that is like too close to Pokemon. And the fact they already have it on DS, I think they're done with mobile Pokemon, and the fact that, like, hey, look, we have mobile Pokemon covered, every couple of years they're gonna come out on our handheld, and now we're getting it on the Switch, so now it's super mobile. Um, and a lot of Nintendo games I've noticed, um, at least mobile ones, from what they've done so far, support, like, 15 to 20 minute play sessions, very short. Uh, yeah, I can see that. And I don't, I can't see a way they could fit Pokemon to that. See, I totally could see... I mean, just given how big Pokemon Go was, I mean, I know it's not a game, but um, it's, it's you know, it's close enough to the point where I think, like, any Pokemon mobile game, other than maybe this Magikarp BS that we just talked about for a while, um, I, I think would do well on mobile. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it would be a interesting and uncharacteristic take for Nintendo to do that, but we'll see. Uh, But as Jacob said, it's time we move into the news. Alright then, welcome to the news. We don't have that much to talk about, given the fact we're just coming out of E3 and everything's kind of E3 related, but uh, we're not going to talk about any any E3 news here today, because I don't know about you, Jacob, I'm kind of saying, I'm sick of saying the word E3. You just said it four times. I know. In just that last sentence. And I don't, if... God help me, I never want to say it again. But what I'm going to talk about is Rocket League. Because yes. uh, Rocket League kind of be getting a lot of press uh, recently because it's coming to Nintendo Switch. And not only that, they're uh, working together with um, Microsoft to do cross... Uh, Microsoft and Steam, I believe, to do cross-platform um, play, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, something I wish more uh, console developers, cough, cough, Sony, would get on board with. But, that's an argument for another time. So, according to a Vice President, Jerry Dunham, or Jeremy Dunham, sorry, sorry, Jerry. Jeremy. Jeremy, sorry, Jeremy, I didn't mean it. Um, And producer, Bobby Garza, which is a great name. I like Garza as a name, that's awesome. Mm. Um, uh, According to Dunham, he said, performance was what mattered most to us, so we aim to make sure that the game runs at 60 FPS, docked and undocked, which is great. And so, to do this, um... They've kind of scaled down the resolution to uh, a native 720p, which is fine, I think, for the Switch. I don't really think it's big, that big of an issue. It's fine for Rocket League too. Like Rocket League doesn't need to be at 1080p or. Right. I think. I think. Um, 4K. I think performance is much more important to Rocket League. Yeah. Than how it looks necessarily, which is cool. And um, they have not talked about any of the Switch exclusive control schemes, like motion controls or anything like that. According to them, they're still messing around with that stuff, and have nothing to announce at this time. So. Whether or not we'll see anything like that is up for debate, but the Switch version will have uh, everything the other versions have. It's feature complete. It has all the new modes, uh, hoops, drop shot, rumble, snow day, all all nine yards of it. They got everything. They're also going to have some of the um, Nintendo stuff in there, like maybe uh, I see a little Mario hat on a car here, which is kind of cool. We might be seeing some uh, Nintendo-specific vehicles, maybe something from F-Zero, maybe a Mario Kart here and there. Who knows? Yeah. It would be pretty cool, and not only that, they uh, they want to take advantage of the Switch's portability as well. So they're going to allow 
up to two people to play on the same Switch undocked, four people to play on a Switch when it's docked, and eight people for local, uh, local multiplayer. Or, uh, sorry, I, I misread that. Local multiplayer for up to eight Switches. Yes, so eight people with eight separate Switches can all sit around a table, play Rocket League together. Right, so if, if you and your buddies, like in the Nintendo commercial, want to go to the top of a building or at a park and want to play Rocket League together, 16 yeah, people can do it. Go to your friend's rooftop party with your Switch, and they're like, oh, God, Janice brought her freaking Switch again. <laughs> we're all exactly. just trying to have a good time. We're all trying to we're all trying to drink, you know, have fun. We haven't seen each other in a couple of years, and she's got to always bring this freaking Switch around. It's like nobody Someone... wants to play Mario Odyssey, Janice. We all just want to have fun. That is having fun, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll play with her, damn it. But, um, yeah, this is really cool. This is something I want to see a lot more, um, like, developers do i want to see more cross-platform stuff and i definitely want to see more people really taking advantage of the different platforms like specific strengths and i think that's really yeah. cool so good on you psionics great job real proud of you guys all right let's get into uh the story that gave us our little opening slogan there as you may have guessed we're talking about hitman because they've been in the news recently because square enix dropped them like a bad habit and now IO was scrambling for a bit, but they are now an independent studio, and as such, that means they retain ownership of their IP of Hitman. So Hitman is thoroughly theirs. Mm. And this is according to IO Interactive CEO Hakan Abrak. I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Hakan Abrak. IO is a Danish studio, I, so I know, but his name sounds like a Star Wars character, and I don't know if that's a racist of me to say, but it, he does. Hakan Abrak he... sounds like a Star Wars guy. It sounds like uh, it sounds like he'd be hanging out with Admiral Akbar. Exactly, and uh, well, he confirmed that um, crucially, we will keep all the rights of the of uh, all of the rights to the Hitman IP. This is a watershed moment for IOI. As of today, we have complete control over the direction for our studio and the Hitman IP. We're about to forge our own future, and it's incredibly exciting. Um, he also added that IO Interactive is, quote, now open to opportunities with future collabor collaborators and partners. Hint, hint, we're looking for a publisher. So, uh, that's great. I was really worried for a while, because it was kind of up in the air what was going to happen to Hitman. And, you know, would, uh, would Square Enix retain the rights and do something stupid with it? Or would IO retain the rights and have nobody to publish the game? What's going to happen? But, uh, it's good to see that now this is kind of, you know, it, it's a, it's going around. It's good. We're safe. They, they, they also said when the story first dropped that they were going to uh, find ways to sort of... They want to bring... They want to get more people on the Hitman train. Not to say there weren't already a lot last year. It was, it was one of the bigger games of last year. Just from the way uh, people talked about it a bunch. Um, so the first episode of Hitman, which is, I think, the tutorial and Paris. Um, that That's uh, for free right now. On all platforms, I think I'm not sure if it's free on Steam yet. They were gonna put it for free on Steam at a later time in the day. I think they said 6 p.m. Central. Not sure. Mm -hmm. um, then also to uh, it's free on Xbox and PlayStation right now, and I think the full season's on sale. At least I know it is on Xbox. I'm not sure on other platforms. I would think so. Yeah. So you, if you want to play your little demo of Hitman to see if this kind of game is for you, and if you want to support. IOI, then you definitely can, you know, go check it out. I would at least try out the little demo they got going on for that free free bit, right? Like, there's nothing to lose. Yeah. And yeah. Hitman's a Brad, lovely I, franchise. 
I, I want you to download the first episode of this and try it out because you've never played a Hitman before, and I want to I want to hear your opinion on it. Okay, I will, I will do so and talk about it on Friday's show. Yes. Um, as it is, I think this is exciting uh, for them because, I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll be making a Hitman fully themselves and, like, self-publish it. Um, I assume they retain their tech, like the Glacier engine and all that stuff. So... Um, this is going to be really interesting to see what the future of Hitman is. Uh, yeah, I, I want to see what they do. I'm keeping an eye on you guys, because uh, it's not every day we get to see a big franchise like that stumble for a little bit and come out okay. Usually when they stumble, they don't get back up. And they stumble for about a week, though. <laughs> it wasn't like anything crazy. True, but it was worrying nonetheless. Yes. And that, that was a very long week, given what yeah. we were doing. Uh, and now, the last story that I have is Xbox Game Pass. We got a little update here. Uh, it is now confirmed through, uh, senior product manager, Dennis, some Italian names, I can't even, how the hell do you say that? Dennis Cesarelli. Cesarelli? Yeah. Okay. Cesarelli. I'm, I'm, I'll go with Cesarelli. Um, can it, you please say it like I just did? Can you emphasize it like that? Well, Cesarelli. Like that? Thank you. Okay, yeah. there you go. Do it every time you have to say his name. Uh, no, because we're already, like, immensely offensive to the French. I don't want to piss off the Italians, too. Hey, a pizza pie on Xbox. Yep. There we go. There goes our Italian <laughs> listeners. Um, so, we now have confirmation that uh, the Xbox Game Pass will have roughly, at least, five new games every month. And that the first batch of games will not leave the pass until late November. Now, it's important to, to say that when this was given out in a press release, the way it's worded is kind of strange. Um, we don't exactly know how many games will be leaving in late November. We just know that the first batch won't leave until then. So, it could be all of them, it could be a section of them, we have no idea. I doubt it'll be all of them. Now, you'd assume all the Microsoft published ones will probably stay there. Right. Because um, it's their own service, I mean... They, they gain everything if they can keep their own big games on there. Um, I'd see maybe a, a good portion of them leaving, but I, I mean, there's 100 games on there right now. I, I doubt all 100 are going to leave the second November 1st rolls around. No, if I had to guess, it's probably 30 to 40 of them. Yeah, and, and by then, like, if they're adding five, if they're adding at least five a month, like, there will be at least a, a good amount um, filling in the gaps. Yeah, and he did say, quote, in reality, the vast majority of our games are going to be in there much, much longer than that. So you've got plenty of time to play through the experiences that are in Game Pass, engage with DLC, just really enjoy that content. It's not leaving tomorrow. And we can assume from that he's talking about the Xbox published titles because there's no reason those would leave. Mm. You know, Microsoft has the rights to those, so. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's great that they're adding five a month at least. That's always good because, you know. The catalog is kind of the like how this system lives or dies. And I uh, I remember we were we were worried about that too of like are they gonna put in like cool stuff into this or is it gonna be uh, just like uh, is it just gonna be like you know we had like one game in like the past three months and it was like you know I don't know like mahjong or something. Yeah. So now that we know it's getting supported, that's cool. We have to wait to see to what level of support. You know, but if it's five pretty good games, or at least decent games, like, I'm fine with five decent games a month. I'm not expecting, you know, five triple A's every month, but five good enough games that'll keep me coming back? Sounds like a good deal. 
and this service for those of you guys that are not familiar Xbox Game Pass is about $10 a month and if you participate in it you get uh, discounts in the games that you play in there so if you want to buy any game in the Xbox Game Pass you get it for 20% off and any DLC for that game is 10% off mm. so it's a very much like it's like a really extensive demo program Right. right, except you get to play through the full game and decide later if you want to buy it. Mm. Which is, I guess, not really a demo program, but you know what I mean. Uh, but that's the end of the news that I have. Jacob, you've got one more story that you want to talk about quickly. So I, I have uh, two more things, really. Ooh, two more, okay. B- both both quickly that we can talk about. Um, so Charlie Intel, the Call of Duty um, blog, or whatever. They leak a lot of stuff about Call of Duty. Uh, Modern Warfare Remastered is apparently going to be coming out by itself pretty soon. I saw that for $40. uh, $40. coming first on June 27th, apparently, and July 27th on Xbox One. Came out of Target. Everything comes out of Target, apparently. What the hell is wrong with Target? This Uh, damn leaky faucet of the retailers. Yeah. What do you think of that? Do you think $40 is a good price for that? Uh, See, now, as a consumer, I don't really like $40. I think it's a little high. Um, but knowing how the game industry works, I know developers and publishers don't make enough money off video games. They need to charge more. So yeah. $40 makes sense. Like, they, they can't charge what most people would want, which would be 20 to 30 Like, that's not realistic. They won't make nearly enough money. So, do, do you even um, think that just given the package itself, you don't think it's worth $40? Or do you think just in the fact of, like, it's been out for a year already, it's been attached to a Call of Duty that not really many people wanted? Yeah, I think it's the way they went about it. Like, if they had, from the beginning, put this out for 40 to 60 I would have been perfectly fine with it. But it's the fact right. that they, they kept it for a year, packaged together with a Call of Duty that, like you said, not a lot of people really wanted just to get people to buy that Call of Duty. And now right. now they're going to sell it at, on its own after demand for it has, like, dropped down because, like, the people who... Pretty much everybody who's weak resolved got them to buy Infinite Warfare has bought it already. Right. So now they're looking for people like me who held out and, like, I'm not going to buy that terrible game just because it has a game I really want to play. Now they're looking to get me in yeah. by selling it on its own. And, like, I don't, like, don't do that. Like, I get that's how you ma- maximize profits, but, like, you can do it in a less scummy way. The question becomes, Brad, is this going to break your willpower? No. I'm Like, the, the allure of it when it first came out was like, oh, my God, it's... It's Modern Warfare, it's remastered, it looks so nice, I kind of really want to play it. That's all worn off now, like, now I don't really care. Yeah. So, like, I, it's, is it, it's not going to do anything for me. Now, the question is, is it the kind of thing of, like, maybe it maybe it starts selling by itself digitally and maybe a steep sale comes to it, like, maybe it hits 20 to, you know, 15 to 20 bucks, then do you maybe look at it? For 15 to 20? Yeah, I, I would definitely consider this. That's something I'd buy on a whim and then yeah. maybe possibly regret later, depending on how much I end up playing it, but... Yeah, like on a Steam summer sale or something like that. Yeah. Like, that's, that's totally fine to me. But, like, just the, the way that they went about this, I have no problem with the $40 price tag, like, as as a principle. Mm. Like they, it's, the, it's the scummy nature of the way they went about yeah. uh, putting this out. Yeah, definitely. That, that's where my problem lies. I mean, they can even charge 60 for this, and I probably... I would have been a little annoyed, but I, I would have understood their, their motives. But right. next time, do it in a better way, guys. Come on. Uh, final story that I've got for you here today, Brad. Mm-hmm. Is uh, has to do with my favorite game currently, Friday the Thirteenth. Is it really your favorite game? Uh, it's the game I've been playing the most lately. 
of, uh, of you know most games besides like you know I, pl- I played Emily is away and that's like you know a quick game you can beat in a couple hours mm-hmm. um, and I've been playing like uh, Telltale Guardians stuff like that I, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna get into Hitman really hard like I feel like I'm gonna play this first free episode and then I'm gonna end up buying the full season on sale like an idiot yeah uh, and getting really into it but yeah for right for right now like it's 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 pretty it's pretty up there as like my most played slash favorite game currently at the moment. Um, they're putting out a new update that's sort of like our uh, thank you for supporting us and we're sorry about everything that's gone bad at launch. Um, and that includes, and this this all comes out today, by the way. Um, but uh, Right now. Th- right now. Well, <laughs> we don't know right now. We don't know when this patch is going up. Uh, we, we'd assume soon. Um, they said they're going to update with a timetable in a little while. Um, so two new outfits for each counselor, um, which is cool. Uh, because a lot of those outfits are uh, some of them are like you have to be really high level to get like I, I know like the track star girl like her highest outfit is like level 90 no oh. uh, so th- there's a lot of stuff there but it, it, you know it's just it's cool for variety's sake uh, for new outfits uh, 13,000 free CP which is counselor points which is like you're the way you buy stuff so like the way you roll perks the way you buy kills for Jason stuff like that you're getting 13,000 of that free is that like a good number I don't, I don't like I have no reference to how much the stuff costs um, a lot of the stuff, usually, usually like, uh, cooler kills are, like, a uh, 1,000 CP to, to like, 2,000. Okay, so 13 is pretty, a pretty good amount. And to roll perks is for counselors, like, 500. Oh, yeah, so you, so. you can, you, you got some money to throw around. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this weekend, uh, the 23rd to the 25th is gonna be a double XP weekend. Okay, cool. Which, that's exciting. And, uh, finally, the, the biggest thing in this is that they're adding a new NES Jason skin. So, Please uh, tell me he's pixely. No, he's Damn not. It. But he's got the the weird purple and blue color scheme of the NES Jason. Oh, all right, that's cool. Um, it's it's apparently a reskin for Part Three Jason, which is like that's fine. It's whatever. Uh, he'll have all the same stats and everything, but now he's just purple and blue. And they're also adding a new uh, chip tune theme track, which uh, seems to just be maybe like a chip tune version of the Friday the Thirteenth theme, which would imply to me that it's maybe the uh, NES theme, but just maybe redone by somebody new. Yeah. So, uh, that, you know, that's all coming out today, or at least most of that stuff is the double XP thing is this weekend, but, uh, that's pretty exciting for us Friday the 13th people. Yeah, it's really cool. And I got a question. Maybe you said this and I might've missed it, but, um, is the, the rewards like the $13,000 or whatever it was, um, is that for people who only currently own the game right now? Uh, no, that just seems to be an update. It's rolling out to everybody. All right. So if you buy the game um, before this update rolls out, you might get some free money. Yeah, you're gonna get some, you're gonna get some free money and you're gonna get uh, some free outfits. So I, I I think it's just mainly like a thing of like thank you for sticking with us and stuff like that. I, I don't think that there's any because li- I think I think they're just pushing it out as a patch because there's apparently some fixes coming with it too. Yeah, so. that's cool. And I I always love seeing developers do this kind of thing. Yeah, um, I'm not sure about their DLC plans for the future. From what I've heard, apparently uh, maps are said to be free in the future because they don't want to split up the player base in that way. That's a good choice. Um, I don't know about Jasons and Counselors, whether they're going to be... Well, I, there'll probably be new Jasons. I don't know if there'll be any new Counselors, but um, I, I think it's it's going to be cool to see what their their DLC plans are for the future. I mean, they, they're, they're the top-selling game on Xbox right now, and I think they're up there on PlayStation, and I know they're at least in the top 10 on Steam, so... Yeah, they were number 10 last I checked. Yeah, and so, you know, they're, this is doing astronomically well for them, for this, this small team of, like, 10 people. Yeah. So... Uh, this is really cool, and I'm uh, I'm really excited to play this weekend as NES Jason. You wanna you wanna catch me on the battlefields of uh, Friday the 13th? Uh, hit me up on Steam. It's Jay Griff. There you go. Yeah. 
And that's it. Uh, that's everything. Yeah, that's the end of the show, guys. That is it. Yeah. We're done. We're out of here. We're back into the normal rhythm where Jacob and I are no longer discussing long, somewhat boring conferences, and now we're discussing long, somewhat boring news. Yeah, and, you know, we're getting way off track like we always do. It's, listen, old habits are hard to break, so. Old habits die hard. Yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, and talk to us, get in on the discussion, you can do that, completewithdlcgmail.com, or on Twitter, Jacob is at itchjgriff, I-T-S-J-A-Y-G-R-I-F-F, I'm at Calgany, K-A-L-G-N-E, and the show is at Complete with DLC. I'm not spelling that for you. If you want to get new episodes of, show of new episodes of the show as they come out, head over to wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, any of the affiliates there. Oh, once you're there, leave us a review. What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? How can we improve with each episode? We think we're moving in the right direction, but only you can tell us for sure. We take feedback very seriously. Most recently, we took a poll as to whether or not we should change the outro music we use on every episode to the E3 outro music we were using. If you have an opinion on that, let us know on Twitter or in an email or any other form of contact, and we'll, uh, we'll take your opinion into into consideration. All I also want to point out, sorry, I just, I just need to say this. You know what? You people, you ruined the joke answers. <laughs> I just want to point out. Especially you, Brad. Oops, I'm Cause, sorry. Because I know that you hit that what is complete with DLC button. It's meant as a joke, guys. <laughs> Not as an actual response. Yeah, whenever you see a poll on our Twitter, it's usually Jacob trying to get some information from the audience, and he always puts joke answers, and I have to pick the joke one. Yeah, like, I always put, like, who cares, or, like, not sure, or uh, what is complete with DLC is usually what I put, right? Y'all ruined it. So now it's just gonna be yes and no from now on. I'm sorry, audience, I didn't mean to ruin it for you. I hope you're happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, but all of our contact information is in the episode description, so you can check that out. You'll also find a link to a YouTube channel, which we use as an archive for older episodes, as well as some other little tiddly bits that we do, like Let's Plays and that kind of thing. Uh, do, 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 do. Anything else? My stuff, your stuff, your stuff? I feel like I'm missing something. No, you aren't, bro. I'm not? Okay. No, you got everything. I appreciate that. Um, We haven't done this in a while. Hmm. Food recommendation. Ooh, food recommendation. Now I'm going to completely throw you on the bus for this. This one I feel like we've done before, but Brad suggested it, so we're going for it. Oh, okay. Um, if if uh, if we have done it before, throw your complaints to Brad. As is customary with Complete With DLC. Favorite pastry. Favorite pastry. Oh, yes. And I uh, we have done favorite, like, uh, like, Little Debbie pastry, I think it was, or Hostess we've or whatever it was. We've also done cake versus pie. Yes. So I'm outlawing cake or pie from this. Okay, okay. Um... Ooh, favorite pastry. Mm, we were talking about scones earlier, and I'm a scones fan. I hate the you, name. Yeah. But man, they are pretty good. They're um, real good. I'm gonna say coffee cake. I've never had coffee cake. Yeah, that's a cake though, Brad. Uh, it's not really a cake. All right, I'll allow it. Um, and they like it's one of the only things like where its namesake actually works. Like coffee cake goes great with coffee. Is it just is it a, is it a cake that you're meant to eat with a coffee? Is that the thing, or does it taste like coffee? Yeah, it's a cake that you're supposed to eat with coffee. I think it doesn't taste like coffee. It's like oh. like brown sugary cinnamon stuff. It's it's really good. Have you ever found that coffee ice cream tastes like coffee? Because I don't think so. But coffee ice cream is delicious. Uh, coffee ice cream tastes kind of like iced coffee, but I don't really like iced coffee. Do you like coffee ice cream though? Yeah, it's okay. I, I I like it. I like having milkshakes of coffee ice cream. Those are pretty good, and I love coffee milk. Oh, coffee. Coffee milk's good, but it doesn't beat chocolate. I'm it doesn't a, even beat strawberry. I'm a strawberry kind of guy myself. 
Strawberry is good. It is pretty good. But yeah, I'm going to go with coffee cake. What about you, Jacob? So I'm I'm tempted to either go muffin or donut. I think I'm going to go donut. Going with the classics. Yeah. I, I do love a good donut, especially a good Boston cream donut. Because, you know, hometown pride and all. I don't really like Boston cream donuts. They're all right, a, but they're, they're not my a, favorite. You're a, you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> Boston cream donuts are, uh, you know, at, le- at least you you probably don't like plain donuts, right? I actually do like plain donuts. Oh, my God. They go good with coffee. What do you want me to tell you? Plain donuts are, like, they feel like they'd be so dry and gross. Which is why you put them with coffee. They're, they're uh, delicious um, with coffee. I knew a kid in high school. My friend Taylor listened to the show. Shout out to Taylor. He used to eat all these disgust. He used to eat those disgusting donuts like every day during break. What plain donuts? Yeah. Dude, listen. Plain donuts don't. They don't deserve all this hate, man. No, they they definitely do. They're they're not good. So so yeah, all right. So anyway, back on on topic. I'm either a Boston cream or I really like sprinkled donuts, like uh. Like you know, like a vanilla with sprinkles and stuff like that. It's it's Jesus. Oh, I it's thought I muted my mic. I'm sorry. Oh, that hurt. Um, it's 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 uh it's good stuff. I uh I really like a, a good donut from time to time. I also like special donuts sometimes. Like uh, Dunkin' Donuts, not the best donuts, but sometimes they have these uh, brownie batter ones, which that's just that's great. Um, so yeah, so donuts I'm going with. And you said coffee cake. I did. That's that's the show for the week. It is. That right there, guys, has been episode 138. Thank you for listening. That guy over there, that guy's Jacob Griffin. This guy right here, this guy's Brad Knight. This show's been complete with DLC, and come on back Friday for the next show. Come on back, y'all, now you're here. Uh, there we go.